Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hi, and welcome back to the Mom with a Calling podcast. Today, I am going to be doing an interview with Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson from the Christian Business Breakdown podcast. So I just wanted to give a little intro of who they are uh, before we get into the interview. So Lisa and Sarah are both former teachers turned business owners who are passionate about helping Christian women become the experts of their own businesses. They equip you with tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, making the best decisions to maximize impact and income for your unique business. They love solid business strategy, Jesus, and keeping it real. And I am so excited to bring them to you today because um, these two women come from very different backgrounds. Like one has a photography business. One is doing like coaching, business coaching, and they were both, like I said, former teachers, but I just thought it would be a really great way to, um, to have another Christian entrepreneur perspective coming on here and talking more specifically about how to think like an entrepreneur and how to actually do the business side of our businesses. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. Welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, I have special guests, Sarah and Lisa, um, from the podcast, The Christian Business Breakdown. And um, I'm excited to bring them today because they are going to be talking to us, obviously, about business as Christian entrepreneurs, which, as you all know, is really important for this audience. So thank you all for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, thank you for having us. So first of all, can you tell us uh, a little bit about your story, why and how you guys started working together? You guys have a unique story there. We do. We um, both were solopreneurs for uh, a while. Lisa has her own photography business and she's been in business for over a decade. Um, I had my own business and was kind of trying to do my own thing on my own. We were both retired teachers and we had kind of been family friends for a long time, but Lisa and I didn't really know each other very well. And then I posted something on Facebook about how I was starting a new business and, and venturing out. And Lisa sent me a random message. And actually, I just looked in my calendar we're coming up on the one year anniversary of that um, that time here in March. And she just reached out and said, hey, do you want to get together for coffee? Yeah, it was just um, I I was I wanted to start a new branch of my business and I wanted to do some coaching and I felt really lost and I didn't know what to do. And I saw that Sarah was doing it. And I was like, hey, it might not hurt to ask somebody who's doing the same thing as me. So I reached out. We had coffee and then we just really hit it off and started decided we needed like a friend to be with. And so we started meeting monthly at a coffee shop and just started, you know, encouraging each other in our business. And then, you know, last fall, we just sort of kind of both felt like we wanted to start a podcast and we felt like it would be fun to do it together. So we just started planning and doing it. And, and here we are. That's a fun story. And I mean, I have a similar story with a friend where I just like kind of just reached out. I don't even know her in person, but like we just reached out online and it was like, hey, we're doing similar things. Do you want to like be business friends? <laughs> and so that's really great. Well, how did it go from um, like now you do business together, right? So it morphed from being friends, helping each other to teaching others. How did that happen? 
it really was just a step of faith. We both had talked about wanting to start a podcast and add it into our business. And both of us are busy. We have um, children and, you know, a little bit older children. Lisa's oldest is in college, minor in middle school and high school. And so our time is limited. Um, and we just realized that doing a podcast together would be easier and more fun than just continuing to do business on our own. And so back in October, we just said, Hey, do you want to do this? I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like dating and trying to find your spouse. You know, like you said, you, you had to reach out to this friend online, like, Hey, do you want to like be friends and do this together? And really it just, it was really a God thing. And it just morphed into, Hey, let's do this podcast. Hey, how can we make some money together? Hey, we're kind of good at this. And we like doing this. We, we draw on our teaching background and, uh, and yeah, God just kind of worked all of those details out. Yeah. It's just about faithfully like stepping forward together and just like letting God open the doors and then just continuing to walk through those doors and being faithful and just showing up. So that's what we found to be our like magic. (laughs) Yeah. And you're both bringing business like different. I know Lisa, you have a photography business, so it's like, you're bringing a different, I mean, then you do the online thing. So I guess you have both sides of it, but bringing just business in general, because I've been listening to your podcast and it's, it's like, you guys are really focused on the business, like thoughts, the business mindset, I guess the approach of seeing it as a business, which I think is actually obviously really important, but it's, it's something that's kind of missing a lot of times, because I think as Christians, we, and just as people we're like, Ooh, online business. And then like the story around it is that you're like, whatever you like, you're going to start talking about it. And like, ta-da, you're going to have a business. And A, that's not how it works. And B, the the thinking of it like a business part is kind of missing in the process. And so I think that's really important. Um, Actually, uh, one thing I have my clients talk about a lot with me is that they really struggle with owning, and actually I've been through this too, but owning up to I don't know how to say it's like how to like, they feel like they're taking God out of it when they start thinking of it, like a business. Can you guys speak to that? Oh man, (laughs) this could be a whole podcast all by itself. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say with that. There's just so many things that you can talk about having God in your business. And the nice thing about Sarah and I is that we come we are very similar, but we also have very differing backgrounds. And so Sarah's really great at like helping you start out and how to build a really great foundation and how to, you know, insert God into that, whatever that looks like. I mean, she has God infused in her business a little bit more. I have, I don't necessarily talk about God as much like in my business, but God is like the foundation of my business. So it's kind of fun that we have it a little bit differ differing perspectives. And so it's really great that we're able to come at it from two different angles. I think for me, it's about the fact that nobody is talking about business and God together and empowering you as a business owner. It's it's like the second we become a business owner, we think that we're not a Christian anymore, or it doesn't have anything to do with our faith. And I think it has you know, just as much to do with faith as our marriage or raising our children or working in our church, whatever God has invited you into, he is there with you. And and he offered the invitation and, and he wants us to like, in a cheesy way, RSVP, yes, to being in this relationship with him. And people just aren't talking about that. We, we, it's kind of like the, the division between church and state. We don't want God to mix into it. And Lisa and I are just on this mission of saying, no, if God has called you to build a business, whatever it looks like, you know, hers is a photography business. Hers is about helping people level up. Mine is about beginning because those are the gifts that God has given us. And we, we just feel like we need to be talking about that more. There's an, there's an empowerment there. Um, and we just want people to be an expert in their business and, And you can only do that when you are truly walking in faith and trusting what God has given you to do, because this work is too hard. You can't do it without him. Mm -hmm. And I think, gosh, I have so many questions, Um, because I think that there's on the surface, we believe that. And that's a lot of what I teach on the people on my Mm -hmm. podcast is about the mindset, about owning Mm -hmm. up. God's called you to this, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I still think the, I think the biggest block comes when it starts to feel transactional, when it starts to be revenue and business and numbers and money. And 
you know, I think it's, I think it's because we're by ourselves and our business and ourselves, it's like one and the same and detaching ourselves from like, to see it as the business, like an analogy I use a lot is like, if you had a bakery, you would need to show up and you'd need it to make money. You wouldn't feel anything about that. But when it's you sitting online, you feel like you're saying, give me money people. And it's, you know, it's not one and the same. So do you guys see that a lot? Like the money, I guess the money side of it. Yeah, I think we we get so triggered by feeling that we shouldn't have things and we shouldn't have money and that we shouldn't be greedy and that we shouldn't be wanting more and more. And so we feel like we're doing something bad when we are making money and we were asking for money. But I mean, I'm just, I'm reading through the Bible this year. And so we're like in, been in Exodus and Leviticus and when this, like all those ones that are little, little like, oh my gosh, it's really overwhelming. But the people had their money and they brought that money to the temple to bless the others and to create all the beautiful things that's inside, inside the temple. And if they didn't have that money and that blessing, they wouldn't be able to bless the rest of the community. And so that's how I like to think of it, of like taking that wealth and what are you going to do with it? And how are you going to build God's kingdom in multiple different ways through your business, through helping other businesses, through providing for your family, giving to your church, all those kinds of things. I think the church has really done us a disservice by talking about money as something that's moral and money itself is not moral or amoral. It just is. And so we attach all of this value, our own personal value to money, but God wants us to use it as a tool and he wants us to actually steward it. Well, he calls us to be generous, to be cheerful givers. Well, we can't do that unless we're actually making money. We can't feed the orphans and take care of the widows and do all of this work that God has actually called us to do if we aren't making money. And so we have to separate. And I've really had to work on this. God keeps giving me opportunities to do this, to separate who I am and what my value is apart from the productivity that I'm doing and the work that I'm doing. And so I think that's really where we have to get back to is what does God actually say about money in the Bible? Not what we've learned at church, not what other people tell us, not how we feel about it. Our feelings are good, but that they can't direct what we do and what we believe. And so I think we've really, really got to get back into the Bible um, and see what it actually says separated from what we think that it says, uh, it, especially in our businesses. Yeah, that's so important. And, um, you know, I think I'm on a mission to help people like dive back into the Bible and just to read it for what it is and to see the truth, especially around money, because, like, like you said, in Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, like, I just, I love those books because it's just so apparent that God wants them to not just have spiritual riches, but like real, real riches, like things and it's material. And like you said, it's that money isn't, isn't amoral or moral, but we are. And so right. it's what we do with it. It's how we're using it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really important. So, um, so I think this leads us into the, like you guys have this this uh, concept right of keeping things simple, and inviting God into your business. So can you talk to us about that? I think one of the things that happens that you alluded to a few minutes ago is that when we're solopreneurs, we really get in our heads, and I think especially as women, we just like to overcomplicate things. We tend that's just kind of our tendency is to overcomplicate these. And I think there's a lot of good there that I don't want to deny that way that God has created us to be because we are good caretakers and we are um, good at getting things done and making things happen. And at the same time, we tend to overcomplicate things. And so that was just something really big from the beginning for both me, myself and for Lisa, when we were meeting together, it was, we just kept telling each other, keep it simple, keep it simple. And we found that we weren't the only ones as solopreneurs to overcomplicate things. And so that's part of our podcast too, is how can we make this simple? Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but how can we simplify this um, so that we can do this work for the long haul and we can serve more people by just keeping it really easy? Yeah, there's just... There's so many things you have to do as a, as an, as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's like, oh, I didn't, I'm a photographer. I didn't get into this business to like be an Instagrammer, you know, or to manage my finances. You know, I, I got into it because I love photography, but people just don't realize that like 
90% of what you do isn't what you're passionate about. And so just having to figure out simplified ways of doing things, how to, you know, streamline things, workflows, systems, how to make it and organize it so that your business works for you instead of you working for your business all the time, if that makes sense of just making sure that you're able to do what you need to do and what you're passionate about and letting the other things kind of run themselves. And so just trying to keep, keep things simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Like, and, and there's plenty of time where Sarah and I are talking to each other about our business and it's like, okay, stop it. Just, just like, don't overcomplicate this. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple. Oh, I was just going to say, going back to your inviting God into the business too. I think that that's, that's also a big part of what we do. And it goes along with simplifying things too. God kept things simple. Like here it is. I created earth for you and I want you to enjoy it. We messed it up and God sent his son to die on the cross to bring us salvation. Like we don't need to overcomplicate it. God made it simple for us. There's a simple path. The Bible says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Like let's stop overcomplicating things. Let's invite God into our business. Let's let him help us so that that path can just be um, more simplified. So that invitation also comes along with the simplification as well. I have a friend, this is making me laugh because like literally she keeps saying we're overcomplicating things. We're making it too hard. And, um, but I, so, okay. So I'm interested in talking and diving a little bit into this because I want to say, well, why do we overcomplicate? And so like my background is I have a PhD in cancer biology. So like in the people that listen to my podcast, a lot of them are high achieving, high academic type people. And so I think that that comes in and really causes us to overcomplicate because we want to learn all the things. And I was just talking to someone last night and she was talking about how like in her job, there's a lot of systems and there are things that are needed. So when she comes to doing her business, she feels like she gets paralyzed because it's like, there's no, um, there's not a, there's not, it's like the wild west over here. It feels like there's no path. And so, um, and in some ways that's true, but I think it's, we can create a path, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to talk about that a little bit. Like, why do you think that we overcomplicate? I think a lot of it, and this is something Sarah and I have kind of dived into together is fear. We are afraid of, it sounds so weird, but we're afraid to be successful or we're afraid to, we're afraid to try something new or break out or whatever. And so we let all those fears of like, well, I don't know how to do this. Well, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what steps to take. I don't know how to move forward. And so we let that just make our minds feel overcomplicated. And so we tend to like not move forward because we don't quote unquote, don't know how to move forward. But in all reality, it's not that hard. I mean, it's just asking questions, just Googling it. It's just looking it up on YouTube or whatever, but there's this fear or just like fear of the unknown that holds us back in that. There's also this fear that we might actually discover that we can do it and that we are who God says we are. (laughs) We, we have this fear of, of failure. And yet God is like inviting us. Hey, I want you to try it out. This, this is what I'm inviting you into this messy middle. And I think that that fear takes, we, we, we hear that all the time. It just takes on so many different avenues for some it's fear of success. For some it's fear of failure. For some it's that fear of perfectionism. I'm never going to get it right. Um, for, For some, it's the fear of I might become someone I don't want to become because I've seen other people who get money, you know, turn into jerks or, you know, become selfish or so self-absorbed. But what we don't realize is that God has given us the agency to become who he's invited us to become. And so let's step into that. No matter what happens in our business, whether we become a multimillionaire or we fall flat on our face, at least we've overcome the fear and stepped into becoming who God has asked us to become, um, which, you know, ultimately that's the ultimate goal. Um, but again, it goes back to what we were talking about before that we, we don't invite God into our business. We keep it separate. And so then we think it all depends on us. And truly when we can let go of that, let go of this fear that Lisa was talking about, we can see in reality, it has nothing to do with us. It simply has us everything to do with us being faithful and trusting um, what God has invited us into. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, yeah. Yes to all that. And also the, I mean, I think, like you said, the messy middle, I think 
I just, I'm convinced that it's because of like our West, it's probably human, but also our Western way of being is that we don't like not knowing. And that's very vulnerable. Like we have to depend on God in that space of, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's like, I come to realize, and I want to encourage others. It's like, exactly like go that way. And that's, it's like the wilderness, like God wants us to be there so that we learn to depend on him so that we learn like step by step, like, you don't know where you're going and I'm going to guide you to the next thing. But there's so much information online. Like you're saying that it's not that it's, you have no idea where to go. You just have to choose. And that choosing, um, it's like, they, you know, there's a lot of belief that there's like a correct path. I got stuck in that for years and people get stuck in that all the time where it's thinking there's a right way and a wrong way. And if I don't choose the right way, then it's, it's like every choice feels so like permanent and like, it's going to ruin the whole thing. And um, yeah, can you guys, can you speak to that a little bit? I think there's a lot of people out there too that tell you that that the way you should do your business, like this is the way you have to do it. There's all these experts out there. And so therefore you feel like if you're not following their program or their coaching course or whatever, then you're doing it wrong. And that's one of the things we talk about on our podcast is like, there is no should in business because your business looks way different than my business. I mean, Sarah's business is way different than mine. And yes, there are similarities in the way we do things, but also it's just a different business. Like photography is way different than coaching and, you know, selling bracelets on the Etsy is way different than, you know, something else. So there's no should and shouldn't way to do it. And that's why we talk about being the expert in your business. Like, you know, your business and you know what is going to work best for you and your business. And so being able to step out in that confidence and knowing that I am doing the right thing. There is something for that too, which is really helpful and just be like, no, I, I'm the expert. Yes, I can be doing it this way, but that doesn't mean that's where, how I should or have to be doing it. We have a saying on the podcast palms up. And that really came from just this whole idea that I can't do this on my own. I need other people to help me. I need God to help me. And we just talk a lot about that. You know, I, I start my day with my hands over my computer, hands up, palms up and praying that God would be invited into our business and that he would empower me with what I need to do for my business. I can take in other people's information and advice and how they do it, but no one is me. No one has my testimony. No one has my skills and abilities. No one has the calling that God has given to me. And so I have to step out in faith and make those decisions. And it is hard because it's not like working for a company or even working with someone else. It's just you. (laughs) It's just you. Um, And we think, you know, I thought when I left my job in teaching, oh, I just want to be my own boss. And now I'm like, can't someone help me? Can't someone like come and make some decisions for me? But God says, no, I've given you exactly what you asked for. And I'm also going to be gracious. I'm so glad he doesn't like laugh at us or say sarcastically, like, Hey, you got what you asked for. He's like, no, you got what you asked for. And I'm going to equip you. And I've already given you everything you've needed in order to be able to do this. Um, so I think that goes back to, to knowing the Bible, knowing who we are, being able to overcome that fear, having those palms up and fully stepping in to what God has created you to do and asked you to do. And that can be terrifying and thrilling. And those people who can get through the messy middle, that's, you know, that's where we want to be. We want to be able to push through and say, yeah, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I think it also is like you guys, I mean, I know you have separate businesses, but also coming together um, can give an extra layer of accountability. So like when we don't have a boss working on our own, um, I was just talking to a friend and I was talking about how like if, if it's hard for you to get things done, but you know, like in your, as a career and your as an employee, you do great. Well, create systems in your business that may hold you accountable, right? So having a VA or having something in place, maybe you announce something on, you know, on social media or what now you're going to do it because you said it. And so putting those systems in place, like recognizing how you are instead of kind of beating yourself up because you can't be your own boss um, is also, you know, really valuable. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you were talking about keeping it simple and not overcomplicating it. And the thought that I think a lot of people have too, and I want to speak to this for those who are listening that have this thought, there's like this, like that it's somehow cheating. Like we're not supposed to let it be easy, that it's not supposed to be simple and that that's somehow bad. It's almost like the, the harder is holier type thing. Can you guys speak to that a little bit? 
I would just ask, where does that come from? You know, where, where do those things come from? I, there's a book that I love. It's called say yes by a, he's an artist and a writer and a spiritual director named Scott Erickson. And he says that fear always asks you to limit yourself and to sit down and to, to leave. But the Holy spirit always asks us to show up as who we fully are. And so I think that, that we, when we hear something like, well, you know, it has to be hard for it to be holy. Where where did that come from? That's, that is fear masking itself in a lie. And so we have to ask, where does that come from? Why do I feel that way? Who told me that? And is that what the Holy Spirit's actually telling me? And so I need to do something different or is that simply my own tape recording from my childhood or from a past experience playing over and over and over again in my mind? And that's where that invitation from God comes in. Is this truly an invitation from God to overcomplicate things? I kind of doubt it nine times out of 10, or is this an invitation for us to stop and pause and say, is that really asking me to, when when I believe that, that harder is holy, is that actually asking me to show up as my true authentic self in my business? And I think sometimes when we're, we have, we have this concept or whatever we want to do in our business. And we think we have to know every single step before we start. And it's like, I have to know where I'm going to end in order to begin. And that is a lie too, because so often things morph and things change. And, you know, there have been times in my business where I'm like, I, I have to know, I'm going to teach a course on six things. I have to know exactly what I'm going to talk about in the sixth thing that I'm going to do on the sixth week. And it's like, no, you don't start with week one and see how that goes and talk about it and work in it and then move on to week two. And that just allows God to work in the business. It allows you to morph and change because you never know what your clients are going to want, what your customers are going to want and how things change along the way. And so sometimes when you try to think too far ahead, that's what overcomplicates things. It's like, no, just do what's in front of you today. And then tomorrow do what's in front of you then. And then God can continue to open doors as you, as you move along. And so keeping it simple sometimes just helps our brains. Cause we just, we want to know everything about everything. We want to know how it's going to end, but in all reality, we, we have no idea how it's going to end. Yeah. And that's the, um, that's our, us trying to control, right? Like yes. We just want to be able to control what's happening. And so it's safe. It feels safe to know all the things that are happening, um, but we don't know what's next. And I think it's also important to say that simple doesn't mean that it, that it is going to be easy. Right. Like complicated doesn't mean hard. Like those, those aren't synonyms, right. Um, That it's, as I was just thinking about that, as you were talking that it doesn't, you know, things still might be hard and um, it will be. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But the, but I think it was good. Like the analogy you just shared about like the overcomplicated is how we let it keep us stuck. And Mm -hmm. we get overwhelmed with almost the, the number of things that we think we need to know, or the number of um, things we need to do before we can get started. And a lot of times it's just like, just offer, like, just say that you're offering coaching sessions, like just one or just do something to, to get going. If that's what, you know, you're feeling called to do. I think there's um, just proof all over the Bible that God is only going to show you one next step. And so we keep looking for the whole plan and like everywhere in the Bible, God just it has like this flashlight and is saying, here's your one next step. Here's your one next step. He doesn't give us this whole room full of the plan. And there's the, there's the door on the other side. Here's how you get there. The Bible's just full of that. He just, you know, like he told Moses, just go to Pharaoh and say this. He didn't say, and then it's going to be this. And then it's going to be he, like, he didn't lay it all out. And then you're going to, you know, enter the desert and then you're going to cross the Red Sea and I'm going to open it. He just said, go to Pharaoh and do this. So why do we think that God is going to miraculously for Sarah Jacobson on this day in 2023, going to give me the whole plan? Like where, where, where does it say that, that that's going to happen? And so we're, we're expecting something of God that he, he just doesn't really work that way. And so I think we get frustrated. And so then we, like you said, try and take control and, and fix it ourselves. And if we knew the whole plan, we wouldn't need him, right? 
and right. we could do it on our own. And so therefore right. that's why. And sometimes I think he just does it one step at a time because it gives us that dependence upon him. Exactly. Yes. We would run away. I know I would run off with the plan. Thanks God got it. And then I would zoom off. And that's what a lot of us do with our careers. Like once we have a path, we're like, great. And then like off we go. I mean, I literally did that for like 10 years. I just forgot God essentially, and just didn't go to church. I didn't do anything. I was in grad school career path. And then I just sort of turned around one day going, what am I doing? And that's, you know, like kind of like that mirroring of that. And I think, um, and even, you know, God will give us like through scripture, it's important sorry, he will see, he will show sometimes like the end result, but still not the path. Like with Joseph and his dream, it's like, something's going to happen. I have no idea how I'm getting there. Um, but I think that proves a point that is really important, which is that we need to know what scripture says about what we can expect from God. How does God work? What does he usually do? And it's not the exact same, but looking for patterns because yeah, then we're going through our lives expecting something different And that doesn't make sense. And we're going, why is God not speaking? He did. He told you the next step. He didn't give you all 50. That doesn't mean he's not talking to you. It doesn't mean he didn't show you what to do next. It's just, but we have to be okay with that. So I think that was really important to talk about. Um, I want to transition a little bit to um, talking about, this is something that I think I love to talk about on the podcast and I'd love to have your insight on this. Talking about this idea of being business owners and taking it seriously, showing up. But how do we balance being a good steward of our business, working really diligently and not getting lost and striving and, and finding ourselves sort of like chasing money and things? Can you guys speak to that? I think that's a big concern for a lot of people. And I think the wisdom there on how to balance that and how to show, because we could go both ways, right? Sometimes we're like, I'm just going to pray that God's going to bring people. And like, you're not doing anything. Like, it's not, you know, like we can, we can misuse that a lot. So. Yeah. I think that, man, we have to have God on our side and ask him what he wants for us. And then we have to do the work. Like he, he doesn't just be like, here you go. Here's all your perfect ideal customers and clients. Like you have to work at it and you have to be diligent and you have to be willing to put in the hard work. And I think that's where a lot of business owners fail in that and that they don't realize how difficult it is to run a business, but even just, you know, having lists and being, having accountability and having a plan and having goals, but then always inviting God into those goals and constantly praying over those goals, revisiting those goals. And so things like that can really help you in your business to move forward, but not to do it on your own strength, but to do it in God's strength. So I am a total recovering alcoholic. I'm a total (laughs) recovering workaholic workaholic, which in some ways the relationship is the same. There's something broken in our lives. And so we're trying to fill it with something that feels good. And Mm -hmm. I was a career teacher, school administrator. I was on a path to becoming a principal, which was my career long dream. And God said no. And I believe one of the reasons he said no to that path was because I was getting my worth and my value from what I was receiving at work from that productivity, from that feeling of, well, I worked really hard and I'm getting the the things that I wanted as a result of that work. And God said, that's Sarah, that's not the way this works. I actually gave you work to do. That's good. And for my glory, and you're doing this for your glory. And so he really took that away. And I had to break that, that it was binding me, um, to the work and to the value that I have. And I I've been reminded over and over that God, when Jesus came to earth, God said, here is my son with whom I am well-pleased before he ever started his ministry. He said that about Jesus when Jesus was baptized and, and, and that's when Jesus's ministry started. And so again, we've talked about this over and over going back to the Bible. And what does the Bible actually say? It says that I am who I am in Christ apart from any of the work that I do. And I have to daily remember that because it's so easy to fall back into that trap that I am what I do instead of I am who God has created me to be. And so um, that has been a really long journey for me of breaking that, that, 
that bondage really. Um, and I've had to set up really specific goals or boundaries in my own business of being done with my work when my kids come in the door in the afternoon. Otherwise, I literally could work till 10 o'clock every night because I love doing what I do. I there's there is so much work to do as solo entrepreneurs. I mean, there's always something that we could do that to do list is never done. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've had to put some boundaries like that. And I've had to re establish my relationship with the Sabbath and literally set my work aside and say that is an idol that I am worshiping this idea of productivity and that I rest because God gave me that gift of rest and I am more than what I produce and I can remember that and be humbled by that by taking a Sabbath every Sunday um, and so yeah I, I, I don't think we're talking about that enough either especially as moms I mean we're always on we're always working I'm in that stage where I'm driving driving all over creation to get my kids where they need to go. I mean, that's, that's work. How do I take a break from that? How do I rest from that and, and have that good relationship and not believe like Lisa said, I'm, I have to do it all in my own strength. That's not the way God designed us to work. Yeah. And I think, um, that is oh, because especially like the career world that I came from, like in science, and I think it's like this in medicine too, where it's in like in the health field, there's a lot of um, ranking of you by your, your achievements. And I mean, it's probably all over the place, but in the science world, I was just thinking about this the other day because it is such a pride filled, like it is very much like, what do you know? What have you discovered? Look at the people that you've worked with and look how hard you've been working. Like I remember as a grad student, there was this saying that if you are really, if you really care about this, you're going to eat, breathe and live science and you're going to be here seven days a week. And like, I remember my boss coming in and she was saying, I'll see you guys this weekend. I have to come in and do something. And it was this expectation that you are going to be there, that the more you work, the better you are. And so when we come and God calls us to be home, um, we have to undo that. I mean, that is so hard. And I mean, I hit that wall hard when I came home because it was, I want to be this mom, but then I'm like, but I need to work. I need to work. And then also allowing myself to not be the breadwinner, like all these things that, you know, we have to undo from our, our time in our careers and recognizing like you were talking about Sarah, it's like sort of coaching yourself over and over and over, like putting these things in place and going through that process of you know, the truth of what God wants you to believe and then walking yourself to say, I'm trying to be obedient in that. And it doesn't mean that we're just going to like switch those thoughts overnight that we still have to actively um, just be aware, especially if we struggle with that. If we know that we're, we struggle with being workaholics or super perfectionists, or like, we like to be busy. I know that. I mean, I'm like that. I want to work all the time. Um, like I won't sit down and do anything that's not work related. And um, yeah, it's like setting those boundaries in place because we have families and there are other things we're called to do. And one thing I like to say is that we can't like neglect one calling for another, that mm. we're called to be wives and moms and other mm. things too. And those all, all matter. And I think one of the things that we get trapped into is when we start our own business is that we have to be full-time. We have to be making all this money and I built my business with my kids. I was a stay at home mom and I needed a little extra cash. And so like, I just did a little bit because I, that's what we needed to support our family. And I'm, it took a long time for my business to grow. And I've thought about this a lot over the years and that like, God, why did, why did it take so long for this to grow? And I think this sounds terrible, but I think it was like, he kind of had his hand on it of like, Nope, you're not going to grow too fast. Cause I wanted to be home with my kids and I wanted to be the influence for them. And I wanted that. And I think if my business would have trumped that, I would have really regretted that. And so I think by God kind of holding me back a little bit, that sounds weird that he was holding me back, but of him just like, nope, it's not the time. It's not the time. It's not the time. And then when they were able to be in school and I was able to focus a little bit more and just grow my business slowly over it, that that is when I realized, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord, that I did not grow too fast because I think it would have been detrimental to my family. And so just God knows what we need, but so often there's this pressure of, again, what you should be doing and how much money you should be making and you should quit your job so that you can make a full-time income. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a side hustle. There's nothing wrong with it just being a little extra money or a little extra fulfillment in your life. If you are a stay-at-home mom and you just need a little something like to have your identity in and that's okay. Like you don't have to have this huge business 
to be productive and to have something that, you know, that God has called in our lives. I think you just set so many people free with that because there's so many, there's a lot of shame. And I think this happens because a, the careers are coming from, and then I know that I had the thought of like, just a stay at home mom. Like I can't even, you know, for the longest time, I wouldn't even say that was something I did. I kept trying to put some kind of business title on it. Um, So there's that. But then there's also when you're in the entrepreneur space and you're listening to all these people talk about money all the time, there's this, you know, talking about making the six figures all the time to where it's like, if you're not somehow you're doing something wrong. And, but we forget that part where it's like, and I mean, you kept saying, like, I know we don't want to think that God's somehow hindering us in a bad way, but it's not, it's a good way. It's a loving way. And it's, it's that your kids matter and your being a mom matters. And like, he knows what's best for us but that we need to recognize that sometimes that's okay. And I've said that to clients before. I'm like, but what if, like, if you don't want to have a a giant business, okay. Like God might not be calling you to that. Maybe it is just something small for now. Or the flip side of that is if God is calling you to this big, big business, like welcome it in, but whatever that is being okay with our individual journeys that we don't need to be looking around at what deems us successful, even as entrepreneurs, like we're literally one in ourselves. Like, why do we keep, you know, measuring our success against other people? Like it's not needed. We did a whole podcast episode on this about, you know, why, why is no one talking about $1,000 months? Everyone's talking about $10,000 months and these, you know, like you said, six figures every year and, and all of that. And we're defining our success based off someone else's definition. And what has God invited you into? It might be like Lisa for a long time, making $500 a month in your business, because that's what you needed to help pay the bills. And that's what you had time and energy and the resources to do. And if God's inviting you into being a multimillionaire for, you know, for your business and building a team and having people on your team that you can now support them and they can finally have a job that pays the bills for themselves, then that's great. But what is God inviting you into in your business? And you have to be, man, so Holy Spirit aligned so that you can be hearing what he's asking you to do and not what everyone else is telling you uh, to do. And, And I just have such a passion for that, whether it's about business or your motherhood or ministry or whatever it is that you are doing what God called you to do at this time with the resources that he's given you. I think when you were talking about that, it reminded me of the, you know, saying that we're the body we're different members of the body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when Paul's talking about that, when I was reading it recently, I noticed I always thought about it as not being condescending, right? Like mm-hmm. not kind of looking down on other parts, but it, but it actually talks about too, like if you don't like the part that you've been assigned and you decide you're not going to do your part, like that part is missing. And I was like, whoa, like we say to ourselves, like, but I wanted to be bigger or whatever. And so it's like being okay with, yeah, whatever our part is, that's, that, that was the verse that I guess the analogy that came to mind is that we're called to different things and we have to be okay with that. And yeah, that goes into a whole mindset thing about like, why do we care what other people are saying about what we should or shouldn't be doing um, the time we're putting in with our kids, et cetera. Cause some people like I homeschool, but other people send their kids to school and that's like, nobody's better or worse than somebody else. Right. I'm really struck recently by this whole idea of there's just a lot of people on social media and in the news who are becoming the gatekeepers for Christianity and, and deciding what we can and can't do for us. And I just, I want to push back against that and be like, you are not my Holy spirit. You don't get to decide what God has asked me to do. And it doesn't have to make sense to you. My anointing does not have to be clear for you. It's just for me. And hopefully that I can fully step into that, whatever it is. Um, In the Old Testament, it says, do not despise your small beginnings. You know, what has God asked you to do? And, And don't allow other people to step on what he's asked you to do because you, they think you should be making $10,000 a month instead of one, or they think you should be doing this kind of social media and not that you've got to be strong enough in your relationship with the Lord so that you can do exactly what he's asked you to do. Yeah. And I think there's a difference. I'm not going to say names, but there's a difference in encouraging and saying it's okay to grow and it's okay to step in versus, and I mean, I feel this and which is why I really don't get on social media a lot because it's this feeling of like shaming. 
if you're not doing this, if you're not on social media like this, then what are you doing with your life? And it's like, that may not be where you're supposed to be. And so, yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yes, I mean, I think that's um, like, I have a podcast episode coming up where it's talking about idolizing the Christian business teachers that like, you're thinking that you need to do what they say and how they say it. And what, like, they're literally, I've seen people asking permission. Can I, can I do this with my business? Can I offer coaching? What do you mean? Can you? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. God said you can, you can, you want to. I'm just like, what is happening? But yeah, that's a whole soapbox that I won't get on. There's so much, Um, there's so much should in the world of like, you should be doing, even just like, the stay at home moms are like, you should be staying home with your kids. And then the work at home work moms, like I, you should be working and you should be showing your kids that you're strong and you're able. And, and that's one thing that's cool about Sarah and I too, is our paths are very different. Sarah was a working mom. I was a stay at home mom. Like, and guess what? It's, it worked for both of us. Like it was, it was fine. That was what God called us to in the season that we were in. And I love that, that we're able to see the perspective of like, Hey, Sarah, that worked great for you. I'm so glad you're able to work and that your kids saw that. And, you know, she's able to say, Lisa, it's so cool. You're able to stay home with your kids and that you built your business that way. And so we should, we need to get rid of the word should in our, in our culture. There was a, a therapist that, <laughs> that used to say like, nobody wants to be shitted on. And so it's like, you don't, you don't, don't, don't he's like, don't should on yourself. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? but yes, it's, I mean, I, I'm so guilty. Cause when we're saying should, we're creating a rule and we're, we're making it about something that we somehow have to do, um, which really invites a lot of inner turmoil because then it's like, well, I don't want to do that. But is God telling me, you know, then we start having all those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So as we wrap up here, um, I well, actually, I have another question. I wanted to ask this because I know people that are listening um, are thinking this. Lisa, you said that your business isn't like a faith-based business, but you're a Christian. So can you talk about that? Because I think that a lot of times there are Christians that think that they have to have a faith-based business and that's great. But what if they don't? Like, how do you, how are you like reconcile that? Do you have any advice for those listening that want to do that and not necessarily put their faith front and center in their business? Yeah, I think it's hard because I think there's this pressure as a Christian business owner that you should be talking about, God, again, the should word um, of just like, you have to have that in your business. And it's for sure. I mean, it's a huge part of who I am. And so therefore it just bleeds over into my business, but it's not like on my website, you're going to come there and I'm going to say, Hey, I'm a Christian photographer. Although I do feel like in my about me section, I have that I love Jesus. And I, you know, have that in my Instagram bio and stuff, but it's not something I talk about super often, but that is what rules and reigns. My life is my relationship with God. And therefore it automatically bleeds into that. Um, and so, and then I, I make choices based upon that people that I work with. I mean, I have turned down clients because I don't want to work with a certain kind of person, or I don't want to be in a certain type of situation. And so I try to be really conscious of how I'm doing business. That's going to honor God. And, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to shout from the rooftops that, Jesus is number one. Hopefully my life will do that. And I think some people might say, well, you're just compromising, but I I don't know. It's not like if you work at King Supers, like every person that comes through your aisle is like, Hey, just so you know, I'm a Christian when I'm checking out your groceries, you know, I mean, like, so I think we have this, this pressure as a, as a business owner that you have to have Jesus front and center to your clients, but I mean, he's front and center in my life. So that's how I reconcile that. But everybody's convictions are a little bit, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, like you said, making sure that you aren't, it isn't a situation where you are like hiding it because you feel like you're going to be judged or something versus that's just not what God's calling you. I think of Paul being a tent maker and how it's like, cause I always ask like, why did he do that? And I think it's because a to provide, but also when you are in the community and you are interacting with the everyday person, the way you are, you get to demonstrate that something's different about you, the way you do business, the way you, you know, your integrity, um, all those things are going to shine through. So I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, because I know there are people that struggle with that decision or if that's okay or allowed or whatever. And so I wanted to just touch on that really quick. 
Um, okay. So as we're wrapping up here, what is the, something that you guys would like the listeners to walk away with? If there's one thing they take away from this episode. For me, it's that God has given you a calling and has invited you into becoming the person that only you can become there. You know, it's cheesy, but it's like, um, there's a quote by Oscar Wilde that be, be you because everyone else is taken. And that's, that's what we want on the Christian business breakdown is for you to step fully into what God has invited you into. It's scary. It's messy. There's fear. If it's a big calling, which it always is from God, then Satan's going to want to interfere with that and prevent you from doing it. And we want you to become the expert of your business, who God has created you to be, and to have that relationship with him where you can fully trust and yield to him in all areas of your life, whether it's being a mom, a wife, a friend, or a business owner. For us, we just happen to talk about, you know, the business part of it, but really it's, it's true for every aspect of your life. Um, We just love to empower people and help them to discern what's right for them and to ignore all of those other voices, those shoulds and coulds and, you know, that shame and, and to fully step into what God has invited you and you alone into. And my thing would be do it scared, do it. You just have to start. You have to take the step. You have to move forward if God has called you to it, figure out a way to do it. And it, it may feel really overwhelming, but just take every day, take one step, just do one more thing, just do the next thing, just do the next thing. Because so often we live in that fear or we just feel overwhelmed or whatever. We never start. And if God's calling you to it, you have to have to get, you have to start somewhere. So just, just go, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, where can people learn more about you all? Check out what you're doing and get in touch with you. You can find us on any podcast, um, whatever podcast app you use, we're um, the Christian Business Breakdown, the Christian Business Breakdown.com. We're just the Christian Business Breakdown everywhere, everywhere you everywhere you look. Okay. And great. we love connecting with people on Instagram. You can send us a DM. We love to catch up with people there at the Christian Business Breakdown too. Okay. And I'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for this conversation. I think this is really great valuable and it was really good. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the mama with the calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mama with the calling.com slash podcast really quick before you head out. Are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.